shall we start it off? Of course, Martin. Yes, please. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Mediums in Action uh, with me, Martin Lit Wilson, and my good friend Ian Doherty. Hello, everybody. Ian, you are a medium, aren't you? I am. Yes. <laughs> We're both mediums, and. Um, I, the reason why for this silly introduction is just that, you know, we've done it that many times now. I, I didn't realise we're reaching nearly uh, 15 episodes, I think it is now. So it's uh, and, really nice. And we've had over 15,000 downloads as well, which in the last year alone, which is just just great for us. We're, we're a small little podcast and we, we really appreciate everybody who... Uh, who talks about us and uh, and even bumps into the street in the street with you, uh, Ian? You was visiting yeah. a spiritualist church. I was, yes, and one of the uh, the person who was at that time going to be the uh, chairperson, you know, in sort of leading the uh, service, telling me what I should be doing or 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 introducing rather. This is the this is the opening prayer. This is the philosophy. This is the mediumship. Um, and he said, "Oh, your podcast, oh, it's fantastic." And and he's a and he's an avid follower. It's brilliant, you know. Excellent. And Excellent. May I may um, if I may take this opportunity to mention about the BBC Awards, Martin? If we could have all the votes possible, please, pretty please. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. We um, I will put a link in the uh, podcast details and we have been nominated for a, a podcast uh, listener uh, listening awards organized with the bbc if you follow the link select mediums in action and vote that would be really appreciated yeah, it's nice that we've been nominated i believe it was 64 judges who went uh, through a variety of different sector uh, podcasts we ha- didn't put ourselves forward we've not nominated or nobody's nominated as far as we know and yet we've been fo- put forward to uh, possibly winning this uh, listeners award which would be it would, would be, be amazing brilliant. oh yes Absolutely. definitely and all thanks to you folks and focuses myself and ian obviously we met through the uh, the ghost hunts over the years ian and myself have been interested in the technology behind uh, trying to investigate ghosts uh, so that's environmental it also includes things like cameras and and things like that and i think today what we'd like to try and discuss is try and work out between us what we think is happening when, let's say, you get onto a ghost hunt and suddenly the camera batteries all go dead or, or things happen. And I know from my perspective, and just to set the scene, there's been countless times where we've gone to a particular uh, investigation. We've set up cameras. One of them is just utterly dead. And, and sometimes it can be in, in the most haunted room or it can be, you know, in the area that's apparently uh, haunted. I'm fairly open minded about this, but I'm intrigued. What's your thoughts on how could spirit interact with, well, any piece of equipment? Yeah. Taking it from that sort of premise, you know, the old sort of when you watch a horror film on the on the television or in the cinema, it always starts with the lights flickering on and off. So it's it's generally thought one of the reasons behind it, because spirit are uh, they don't have a physical body, they are energy. They can uh, interact into that circuit and break that circuit, make the lights go off, make the lights come on. You know, so there is that. I do feel that sort of step maybe as into why when cameras go off torches stop working that it's spirit interaction with the circuit boards uh, in that uh, you know whether it's a whether it's a camcorder uh, it's a digital camera post camera or the run of the mill uh, it never happens however on mobile phones I've never seen a mobile phone suddenly go 
I, I I've seen mobile phones suddenly come on strangely where mm. we've been uh, yeah. we've been doing an event and suddenly somebody will go oh my, my mobile phone's on and and that sort of thing. You could be very skeptical and say well it was already on and it's only when somebody text messaged you then you realised yeah. actually you'd not switched it off properly which. Mm-hmm. Sometimes on some mobile models, certainly some of the earlier yeah. ones, if you if you kept your finger on the turn off button, it would look mm. like it was going off. Yeah. And because you didn't keep your finger on longer yeah, than five it's come seconds, back on. Yeah. it comes back on. Um, but to me, what I struggle with, okay, let's say a 18th century ghost, and I'm I'm playing devil's advocate here, but of an 18th century spirit comes back and decides that right, I'm going to tinker around with this, this camera. How does it know it's a camera? How does it know which circuit boards to mess around with? Looking from that point of uh, view, uh, I think two things could be happening here. Um, firstly, uh, the uh, spirit interacting, you know, what you call it a ghost, the uh, spirit interacting with us, with the group wanting to say, oh, I want to prove I'm here. I want, you know, because partly because not everybody is a medium and can perceive the presence of spirit, either visually, audio, you know, then they make something happen in in the physical world, you know, a rap, a bang, a flash of light that we can perceive with a physical eye in our physical surroundings, you know, so that could be uh, one of the uh, reasons. The other thing as well is that we place uh, a 16th century, let's say, for instance, uh, one of Oliver Cromwell's foot soldiers yes in that day in that day and age they'd be thinking it was magic witchcraft whatever and we'd be burnt at the stake in all uh, probability for it but i do feel also we are not given spirit the continuous existence the learning the yeah the learning the progression of that spirit so in the your guys are saying well this is what I, this is what i used to look like when i was here but you know i've i've sort of developed in that spiritual side of things if you believe in that type of thing bearing in mind uh i have a, a spiritualist background so they are coming through you know in the in the present day with a full knowledge of what's going on but there's a pretense of needing the physicality uh you know to show their physical form uh through the uh, with the uh, medium's help to frame everything in it is it is almost needing or people to need people who are there on the ghost and need to see or need to feel be talked of somebody who is in a 16th century garb you know the the yeah. uh, lobster tail helmet and everything yeah, yeah. but um spirit as far as i'm sort of under sort of understanding this as my guide is talking to me as well um in in that way when you sort of have the uh, memories of what things used to were used to were used to be then that um, spirit is uh, is in essence recalling stuff that happened and is interacting in our present day but showing it as it was if that makes sense my point of view with this is that there's two things happening here the first one is that let's say we're, we're dealing with ghost energy uh, mm-hmm. the recordings and i don't like yes. using the stone tape theory because obviously we, we've investigated everything from yeah you know kind of wooden boats to swimming pools you name it but uh, th- there is some sort of recording and this is not uh interactive it's just a recording it just it just plays out in front of you now i've always said and many other ghost hunters have as well but i've always said the whole point of ghost hunting is to try and find and break down the environmental changes the subtle changes that yeah. happen when a ghost or spirit 
and there might be two very different environmental actions happening here. I think we need to say that ghosts could be something that is maybe not spiritual. Maybe it is something that is almost physical. Um, and when I mean physical, I mean physical in in the way that we can't see electricity all around us or yeah. we can't see methane gas. So ghosts, I would say, let's say ghosts are not actually a spiritual phenomenon, but actually a physical phenomenon uh, that happened. So when, let's say, a ghost starts to play for whatever reason, let's somebody say somehow the play button has happened with a ghost. When that happens, somehow the environment is changed and these environmental factors can be the feeling that it's gone cold or possibly yeah. cold spots as people talk about there's also i we i have seen and experienced this with other people as well where there is an increase in static electricity and sometimes it can be heard it can sound almost like when you take a jumper off and you can hear the crackling of yeah um it, do you know when you had hair ian <laughs> and you took your jumper off there was all the sparkliness i've seen that i've recorded that and i know that there is in yeah. some form that happens and i think that possibly explains why things like laptops or uh, yeah. or electronical uh, electronic um uh, equipment sometimes goes goes wrong yeah, yeah, and static does do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so so the buildup of static will cause something to short circuit or cause something uh, to, to not to not uh, perform correctly. So that that's the physical. So I think yeah. that ha that happens a lot. I think the problem we have is then trying to determine was that a ghost? Was that the physical phenomena, or was it spirit? And the only way of determining that, I feel, is through direct communication. Yes. I think if you was in a room and suddenly two cameras went off and you was not in communication with a spirit then, you, I, I'm pretty sure you would say you would have thought that was a ghost. Yes, yeah. It is because you know the um I think we uh, we we had a talk years ago now about you know where it would it be possible to send a thought uh, you know like a sound wave into a wall and see what comes out you know by uh you know um, oh yeah we worked it, you know? yeah and we worked out that if we did what we were suggesting we would have blown our inner guts out or something <laughs> yeah well it is but you know because yeah. um this is one going. Of the, you know going on that theme there you know when when we when we talk about people sometimes feeling sick and we've put it down to um, maybe a very 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 low frequency which is the type of frequency that comes with um, the uh, tectonic plate rubbing maybe a precursor yep. to a uh, earthquake and people report feeling sick about it so maybe uh, on a much lesser way obviously um there was some very very low frequency waves that were causing people to be people to be to feel sick and uh, and i think we were we were we were looking at could we digitally uh, send a sound wave you know not you know either either a low noise have a uh, have a digital uh, digital dictaphone dicta or or your or your smartphone uh, re-record a setup and seeing what if it gets any sort of noise you know do it ask a question similar like to the 
to the uh, to the white noise, the ghost of yeah. 69 mega cycles. I think the book was in 1979, and coming over and saying, could we uh, could we get that? Well, that's an interesting perspective what you've said there because what you remind me of is and and for many years i've done a lot of earth uh, mystery uh, research if you look at things like the dragon project or the work of paul Devereux, these are all references you can find on uh, on google uh, you'll see that they were doing similar experiments in the 70s and 80s um, at uh, prehistoric sites in britain uh, so there's places like the Rollwright stones where uh, they discovered that by setting a particular vibration, let's say uh, a drum slowly rolling, a deep uh, drum, there would be an echo around uh, uh, around the whole circle, and it would cause people to feel a bit strange, a bit, you know, feel otherworldly. Mm-hmm. And there's another place called uh, Bellas Nap, which is on the outskirts of Winchcombe. And that is a very old burial chamber, a huge mound. The areas where the burials took place are open to the elements now. So you can actually climb inside and you can you can lay there. And the Dragon Project actually did uh, dreaming tests in there. And a lot of people uh, had headaches as if there was a thumping happening, as if it was almost like it was breathing, the earth was breathing. And this comes back to what you were saying about tectonic plates and about the movement of the earth. And I th- I'm pretty sure that humans were far more sensitive in the past yeah, very much. to the earth and its elements. So things like these burial chambers, we could sense it far more. We could sense the hum and the feelings of this. And near me is a place called Lastingham Church. And it was originally founded, I think it was in uh, 600 AD or something like that. It's, it's one of the first. So it was originally a monastery and then uh, it was built upon by the Victorians and things like that. But if you go into the original crypt, people have walked into there and they've heard like, again, a thumping or humming and a vibration happening in there. And it's exactly the same as uh, the prehistoric, even though there's 2000, 3000 years between them. It's when you get into the earth, you start to feel that vibration, that movement. And uh, you then start to look at this vibration and how it affects people, how it makes people feel. And then you let's say you go to Blair Street vaults, which is uh, only two, three hundred years old. It's directly underneath the nightclub. It's got very low bass uh, music playing and the exact same feelings are felt there. That there is oh, right. a, 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 a thumping, which obviously you can physically hear. Yeah. But there is a sickness. Uh, there's a guttural feel. It, it affects yeah. you. It affects you on. I don't want to say it doesn't affect you on a spiritual level. It affects you on a very internal level. I want to say. Yeah. Uh, in, in it affects you in a way that you're very unusual, in a very unusual way, in that you might not have experienced before. So. All of these have a similar pattern in that it's um, is it inf- infrasound? Is it yes, how, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. So it's infrasound and and it has those similar effects and it causes you to have uh, to link in with the earth, I suppose. And and maybe it did cause you, or at least at one time, maybe help you get into a meditative state yeah. and actually communicate with uh, the ancestors. If you look at Cornwall, they've got these things called fogus, which are just they almost look like tunnels that go into the earth and you have to climb into these. You have to literally lay it down and people would lay in them and they would wrap themselves up war in, in tons of furs. 
they would often take um, psychedelic drugs or, or, you know, kind of magic mushrooms, that sort of thing. And I'm talking thousands of years ago, not in the 60s, although some people <laughs> might have done that. In the 60s. And they would lay in there and, and would have these dreams. So it all comes back to it is, is maybe that these vibrations are not just cause you to have hallucinations, but actually at one time maybe have helped to, yes, uh, to strengthen the bridge between us and spirit. It's uh, like going into the mother's womb, you know, I mean, the cave or anything that is below Earth could be, you know, because they look at it as Mother Earth, don't they? So it could be going into that womb and maybe getting closer that way. I was about to say, I don't know if spirit really does walk up to a camera and turn it off. Now, no, I don't. I don't think they do. The only time I, where I would question my thought there was at Derby Jail. And at Derby Jail, it's a very small location, but it's got an area which was allegedly the area where people used to sit in the day, uh, where they used to let people walk around and sit down. But in this particular area, which apparently had famous for shadowy figures and and Richard Felix apparently saw a ghost there as well. So we set up two cameras. We set up an analog camera and a digital camera. And we always did this because we wanted to see if there was any difference in the recording Mm. of a ghost from an analog perspective and also a digital perspective. We set them up. One was on a table. There was a candle there. And there was also the digital camera from another perspective. We set it up to record. Uh, Both doors were locked and we was outside and we was in the car park and we was looking in. So we were just watching and we was actually making sure that there was no interaction from any Derby Jail staff, any Richard Felix or anybody like that to walk in and, 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 and accidentally kind of cause havoc. So as we were there, we all saw quite clearly in the car park a shadow walk past in front of the window we thought oh how have they got in so we ran in walked in all the trigger objects all the strings and things like that that we'd set up all the flower on the floor none of it was touched so we walked through very very slowly and gingerly walked through the digital camera was switched off i think we'd been outside about 15 or 20 minutes i checked the footage on the analog and we wound it and quite clearly you hear the sound of the button of the digital camera being pressed and then it switches off. Oh, wow. Within about 10 seconds later, the shadow walks in front of the candle. It blanks out the the, the candle light itself and it walks in front of the uh, analog camera and you hear and then it stops. And it, and the sound wasn't, didn't sound like wind, but it was like a, it was like a, almost like a fuzz. Yeah. Like a, uh, that sort of noise and as it passed by so that's the only time when i would say yeah okay then that possibly could have been spirit or maybe it was some sort of psychic activity i don't know but it's mm. that's the only time where that throws it i i, I kind of keep an open mind to think possibly yeah. spirit did think yeah i'll press that button there's always this trickster element with anything when you set up a corner you set up of a course your camera's slightly out of edge where a shadow scene Let's say you set up four cameras on a, on a particular room. It's always the area that's just out of place yeah, where that's... something happens. <laughs> so how does, how does spirit know that? Exactly. That's, a, that's the thing. I was, I was interested when you were talking about phones coming back on and not fully doing it. There was one instance that sticks in my mind. This was at Peterborough Museum. We're on the, we're on the back 
uh, stairway. We're in, you know, sitting all the way down there. And we had this one bloke's phone went off. And somebody said, oh, come on, mate. You know, because there was a big group from a work party or something. Oh, put it off, mate. Come on, let's, we, we're here to have a good time. He turned his phone off. But as you said, whether he did the full five seconds, whatever, and it came back on again. So he, in front of everybody, he took the back off. He took the battery out. And he says, look, my phone is now off. Put the battery back on. And of course, I dare say putting the battery back in would start the phone up again. But anyway, the your phone, it, it was about maybe a minute or so, which I suppose is the, is the warm-up time. The phone come back on to it, and everybody was calling him, oh, yeah, this, that, and the other, you know, in a, <laughs> in a friendly way. Of course, I can't say what they were saying on the uh, podcast. Yeah. And he uh, looked at the phone, and bear in mind, this was about three o'clock in the morning. And somebody said, who the hell's talking to you at this time in the morning? He says... It's my home phone number. So well, somebody said, well, look, it must be important. Get back and ring them. He says, I would, said, but I live on my own. You know, that was the, <laughs> the thinking, oh, my goodness, how's that happened? You know what I mean? Oh, dear. Wow. I know. That, Honestly. That, it is interesting. Isn't it? I, yeah. I'm sure I was with you at uh, Oak House, and it might have been the first ever investigation, and we were on the back stairs and there was a lady with us called Alison. I don't know if you remember remember Alison. And she was there and she had a, I mean, obviously we're talking probably 10, 15 years ago. And this yeah. was Oak House in West Bromwich. And we were sat on the back stairs and a phone started vibrating. And she said, oh, I'm ever so sorry. I forgot to turn it off. And she turned it off, put it back in the pocket. And suddenly, you know, one of the triangular signs that says, be careful, water's yeah. on the floor. Yeah came flying down the stairs behind us and everybody ran for it. Did, yeah. Was you there yeah. that night? Yeah. I was, yes, because I was having a right <laughs> good laugh with people. I wasn't scared, so why did you run then? Oh, no, I I, I was following everybody else, you know. It, well, it was, it was funny because I know we came down the stairs. We all looked at that sign because we, we, we you could kind of perch up and look on the next level and you could see That's the it. sign. Yeah. And it was at least eight feet away. When Alison's mobile went off, it was almost felt like spirit was saying get that off and and kind of threw the sign <laughs> yeah, down the, yeah. down the back stairs it, it just, was a, it's just yeah. a weird weird place oak house in in west bromwich it was such a weird place it, it, it was. wasn't the most active place was it but um, well, no it, it was it was hit and miss granted but i think you can say a lot of properties are other than the ones that are currently getting a lot of hype of course well, I always remember going to Oak House, and, and this is my last story for, for the, I won't talk too long, but I always remember Oak House, and, and it was quite dark on that top, so I got some glow sticks, cracked them open, and, I, and, I, and we lit up sort of the top floor, and we were sat in one of the bedrooms, and I sat on the end of the bed, and everybody said, right, let's just sit here quiet, and, it, and they were a really engaged group, they, they mm. really wanted to sit quiet and listen and, and see what happened. Suddenly a woman went, oh, my God, you've been overshadowed. I said, what do you mean I've been overshadowed? She said, oh, and everybody went, oh, my God, oh, my God. And and this started clambering away. And I said, are you all right? You're all right. Oh, my God, it's your face. Oh, my God. And, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, what's happening? You know, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what is it? What is it? And they all started switching the torches on. They went, oh, it's gone now. I said, what? What, what was it? Oh, your face looked really weird. It all had, it looked like it would be an overshadow. There was, a, I said, really? I said, well, turn the lights off again. I said, let's see. Hopefully, it's not a reflection from outside. They turned the lights off again. It's there. And then it turned it back on, turned the lights on, it'd gone. But what had happened is when I cracked the glow sticks and threw them, yeah. some of the glow stick uh, stuff had gone on my hand. <laughs> I'd sat down and rubbed my face because, you know, you're tired. It's one of the I'd rubbed yeah. my face. 
I put glow stick stuff all over my face. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody, yeah. and, and and it hadn't rubbed it, so all my face wasn't lit up. It's just where my fingers had come down my face. Yeah. It had like lines, and it kind of mutated my face when I was sat in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> so Oak House has very pleasant memories for yeah. me. But yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think if anything about what we've been discussing today, Ian, is yeah, I get. I suppose it's everything that we say in our mediumship is is use your common sense. Oh yeah, yes, you definitely have to. Mm-hmm.